to new life. We are so glad that you could join us today on this beautiful Sunday morning. The Sunday after Ascension Day. Thursday was Ascension Day. The day we celebrate Jesus' return to the right hand of God the Father. And He is there making intercession for us. But today we're going to be talking about walking with the Lord. Walking with the Lord. I'm going to turn in my Bible over to Galatians. However, we're going to start out in Leviticus. But walking in the Lord is something that we need to learn how to do each and every day. And so we're going to talk about how that is done by relying on the Holy Spirit. Did you ever think about that? That you need to rely on the Holy Spirit? Well, we sure do. That's why God the Father gives us the Holy Spirit, so that we can rely on Him. It will actually change our attitudes if we start walking in the Spirit by walking with the Lord, because all of a sudden we will start bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, we'll get to that. I was just going to jump ahead in my sermon to say, if, if you're not bearing the fruit of the Spirit, you're not walking with the Lord. If you let petty things get you upset, you're not walking with the Lord like you should because you're not bearing fruit. And we'll be looking at that list in a moment. But what a wonderful promise to us that we find in Leviticus um, chapter 26 and verse 12. In fact, this made coffee break this week. And uh, you know what? If you're not helping the church out by going to coffee break and sharing it each and every day, you're not helping us out. I don't want to have to pay Facebook unless we have to. If you share the snot out of it, it will get further along without having to go ahead and spend all that money. It also helps out Facebook because all of a sudden it helps their others, their ads rent get revenue, but they want revenue from us, and so um, I'm not ready to do the revenue stream that I want to do with them. Coffee break is something different, and if you just would share it and share it and share it, it will help, because we have some loyal followers of coffee break, but um, if our own folks would go ahead and share it, it will help. All right, there's a wonderful promise found to us in Leviticus 26, 12. And it says, I will walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you and praise you for this word today. And Lord, help me to hide behind the cross, because there's so many things that all of a sudden that hit me in Sunday school that needs to be dealt with today. And Lord, um, uh, it, this is not the place. <laughs> so Lord, I want to hide behind the cross so only what you would have me to say would come through. And I just thank you for that. I need your anointing today, Lord, so that um, I stay on task here. And so, Lord, I just praise you and thank you for this. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk with you in each and every day, and you are our God because we've asked Jesus into our hearts. But we don't always walk with you. We, we, we let shiny things here and shiny things there get us off of the path that we should be walking on. And we run over there to look at what we see. And, Lord, we, that's when we find we get ourselves into trouble. But help us to realize that because of you, Jesus, because of what you did for us on the cross, we can always walk with you. We thank you for this. And Lord, you became that hope and promise when you came out of the tomb that we need in our lives. So thank you, Lord, for what we're going to learn today from your word, speak to our hearts, I pray. And Lord, renew our minds today in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the only diversion I'm going to go on. We need to renew our minds. Reset them. To getting us to think how Christ would have us think. 
He says, I'll walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. There's the promise that he will walk with us as he did Adam and Eve. Every day they look forward to God coming and walking with them in the garden. It was something they did every day and they enjoyed it until they sinned. Then all of a sudden they're hiding from God. We're naked! Can't let God see us naked! Well, he's been seeing you since you were created. Hello? <laughs> um, I, one of my children always gets embarrassed. And I said, well, oh, give me a break. I changed your diapers, didn't I? Come on. Jesus made this possible for us to have God walk with us and us walk with him. And we realize that when we accept what he did for us on the cross and believing that he rose from the dead, by, by understanding that Jesus, while we... Oh, let me just go back to that verse. But God commended his, um, commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. And when we accept that reality and accept Christ as our Savior, accept that He rose from the dead, then He becomes our God and we walk with Him and He walks with us. And I walk with Him and He talk with Him. Right? Remember that old song? I hear some of you singing it right now. Too bad you guys at home can't hear them. When you do that, God says, I'll be your God when you accept Christ. And you shall be my people. But he goes further than that. Paul tells us that when he becomes our God and we become his, our, his people, we go beyond that. We become his adopted children. As though we were always his children. Just like Jesus. Oh, it's just like Jesus to wash our sins away. It's just like Jesus. What? You don't know that one? Ah, we'll have to find that one. I thought maybe they know that one, Marion. You don't remember that one either? Oh, it's just like Jesus. All along the way, it's just... It's in the hymn book. Hmm. So how should we walk with the Lord? I told you, my, I'm just wanting to be where God wants me to be this morning. How should we walk with the Lord? Well, we've got to go over to 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Too many are walking by sight today instead of by faith. It says here so plainly, we are to walk by faith in everything. Because we rely on our own perception too often. And when we are relying just on our own perception too often, we don't always listen. It's bad enough we don't listen to our spouse, but when we don't listen to God, we really get in trouble. I told you! No, you didn't! You weren't listening! Well, I heard something, but I know I wasn't listening. Isn't that how our kids treat us sometimes as parents? I told you to clean your room. I heard you, but I wasn't listening. Right? We hear a lot of things, but we don't always listen, do we? Maybe if we, 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 we started trusting the Lord and walking by faith, we would say, you know what, I wasn't really listening to you when you told me that. I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. And if I'm stepping on toes, I'm sorry. Just say to the Lord, Lord, he's stepping on my toes. If it needs to be fixed, fix it. Come on. It's okay to say, ouch. A lot of times it's the Lord speaking to our hearts. Like I said, I want to stay on task this morning and just let the Holy Spirit have his way this morning. It is faith that controls us, not sight. 
And, and listen, folks, life is a journey that we will traverse much easier if we would just walk by faith. Come on. You know, the only way a marriage really lasts is when that husband and wife have faith in each other. Because by having faith in each other, you trust each other. Come on. Wife goes off with her girlfriends. Do some shopping. You know, for things that they need. And the husband better not be texting her every five minutes because he doesn't have any faith in her. <laughs> Hello? Come on. He knows she's with her girlfriends and she's spending too much, but she's spent with her girlfriends for the day. Now, he might get upset because, look at all the money I saved you. Well, you went over your budget, but I still saved your money. I got it all on sale. <laughs> I bet Carol used to do that to Leroy all the time. Look at the money I saved you. <laughs> yeah, she's going, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the happy joy of being a wife. And the happy joy of being a husband is you forgive them. Why do you think Alvin has been married so long? He loves him when she's smiling. He's told me that. <laughs> now, I've talked to you about how we should walk by... Walk with the Lord is by faith. But how are we successful in walking with the Lord? How to be successful walking with the Lord? Well, we've got to look at Galatians chapter 5. Come on. Galatians 5 and verse 16 through 18 says, I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh-oh. See, if you find yourself getting angry all the time, that's more, more likely that you're walking in the flesh, not walking in the Spirit. Come on. Again, I, I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm just telling, we all go there. Every one of us. Right? Driving down the road and somebody cuts us off. Oh, right? We were talking in Sunday school that um, some people, it's hard to get along with them. And I said, well, start praying for that person. And you'll see your attitude changes towards that person. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's not so hard to be around that person. See? But we start praying for the other person. And eventually, God gives us that open door to help that person. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. That's walking in the Spirit. Again, I say to you, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the thing. Listen, so you do not do the things you wish. Hello? There's a test for you. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under, praise the Lord, the law. That's a good thing. See? Because we're walking in the Spirit. We don't have to ever worry about the law. Paul writes here, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And everybody can start thinking, oh, those are all these different sins. No, it's going to be attitudes, too. Come on. I used anger earlier. But it can be other. Right? Getting get sarcastic. Somebody likes to use sarcasm. They, and if you knew the person, the sarcasm is just to be funny. Because they actually love the person that they're being sarcastic about it, but uh, about, but it just helps them to be able to talk about the person. 
because it takes a lot more prayer for that person than needs to be. Hello? <laughs> I'll tell you what, that person loves the victory that the Lord gives that person, though. Oh, my. The first thing I hear, you can't believe it. That person actually acted human. It was wonderful. God answered my prayer. Oh, sometimes part of having the fruit of the Spirit is being long-suffering like God is. That means being patient with others. And why don't you do the things you wish? That's how Paul put it. Why don't you do the things you wish? Because your flesh and your spirit are always at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. Come on. The spirit, with, your spirit tells you, you yeah, I want, well, let's do this, and your flesh goes, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Come on. We got camp meeting coming up, and I dread the five hours to camp meeting. I'd rather stay home with you all and be with you during camp meeting. But it's always, we got to go to camp. My flesh is going, no! But my spirit's saying, you know, you have to go. And I don't want to go! But my spirit's saying, you got to go. And all of a sudden, okay, we'll go. And once I get there, I have a great time. I'm so glad I'm there with everybody, all my friends and everybody. And it's a wonderful time. But it's the getting there. And then I can't wait to get in the car and come home. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Can't wait to go on vacation, but I can't wait to get home either. Right? Now, that's a simple thing, but some things our flesh just wore again. We, we got a bad habit. Got a bad habit. And, and, and you've been wanting to get over that bad habit, but that's your, your flesh fighting against your spirit. How do we deal with that? We take it to the cross and we leave it there. Take it back to Jesus and remember, he died for that bad habit on the cross. What? I just thought he died from... No, he died for everything in your life. Come on. That's why it's... Because your flesh and spirit are always at odds with each other, that's why we need to come to the altar and remember the message of the cross. Now, coming to the altar doesn't mean you have to come down to these kneelers up here. The altar could be right where you're sitting. The altar can be in your house. Every, house. every family should have a family altar. That place where they meet to have devotions and pray with one another because we need to have Christ as the center of our home. I was watching Brother Perry Stone this morning. It was kind of cute, and he was talking about a dear friend of his, and he wasn't going to tell anybody her name because he didn't want people to go trace them to her house, wanting to sit in her prayer chair. But she has a prayer chair. She's prayed so long in that chair, you can feel the presence of God just sitting there because she has prayed. So she's one of those intercessors. I mean, she's been called to be an intercessor. Praying for people. So she, she gets there. And when he's had severe need, he has gone over. She's like a second mother to him. He'll go to her house and she'll say, she'll pull out that prayer chair. She says, Perry, you sit in that chair. I'm going to pray for you. He says, yes, ma'am. <laughs> because she's like a second mom. And he has had so many answers sitting in the, when it's been so, such a huge need in his life. Just praying with her. And God answers. See, that, that's where our secret, our prayer closet, he talks about. Our place where we go and we pray and we meet with the Lord. He says, but if you are led by the Spirit, hmm. you know, if we allow our spirit to lead. See, our spirit's supposed to be in charge, not our flesh. When Adam and Eve sinned, they caused their flesh to be in charge. 
but our own spirit with in tune with the Holy Spirit should lead us. David wasn't feeling like going up to the temple and worshiping God. He just wasn't in the mood. You read about it in one of the Psalms. Uh, most of his Psalms are kind of like that. But he's, he actually said, I do not feel like it. But then I said to my spirit, worship God. And he wrote one of his most beautiful Psalms. You can actually command your spirit, not the Holy Spirit, your spirit to worship God. But the flesh is always warring against us, trying to get us in trouble. You, you talk about that one person that drives you up the wall. But you've got somebody who's closer to you and it's called your flesh. And that flesh always wants to get you in trouble. Do you ever wonder why your eye teeth don't look out for your tongue? Do you ever have that problem? You say something you didn't mean to say? I wish I could shove it back in. It's already out there. Ah! I can't believe I said that, but it's too late. It's out there. That's your flesh. That's all. That's just the flesh taking over and getting you into trouble. Hell knows what I'm talking about. If you want to know about those things, ask him. He'll tell you how the flesh can get you in trouble. Right? You just don't know hell. He's wiser than you think. He might be silly, but if you really listen to him, he's wiser than you think. You want to know about those? You, 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 you want to you hear some wisdom? Talk to Alvin. Talk to Marion. You'll get some wisdom. Well, when you live as long as you've got three, you better pick up something along the way. And, and, and Marion and Al, oh my word, what they have seen over their lifetimes and what they've experienced and how they've seen God get them through the most difficult, difficult times that nobody should have to go through. You learn something. And you, you learn to rely on the Holy Spirit and Jesus and, and getting your own spirit in tune with him to just to get through it. And sometimes it's hard to get through that day, but you know the Lord is going to get you through. And so you love singing that song, have a little talk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you get all joyful because you find that you know the words you're singing is true. So let's talk about the flesh versus the spirit, according to Paul. Now listen to this. Verse 19 through 20, 21, here's the flesh. This is a big heavyweight battle going on. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, boo, fornication, boo, uncleanness, and boo. But here now, here's another one, ambitions. It says it right there. Dissensions, fussing with people. Heresies, we're seeing that in a lot of churches today. Envy, I'm jealous. Murders, and that can be even verbal assassinations. Drunkenness, revelries. Well, my tongue didn't want to say it. And the like. Oh, and, a li and the like? You mean there's more? Yep. And I bet you could think of a few. Of which I tell you beforehand. Just as I told you in times past. And by the way, just because I didn't boo it, I just figured if I kept on booing each one of those, uh, we'd be here until next week. Just as I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things, here's the huge warning, will not inherit the kingdom of God. We want, we're Christians. We've asked Jesus in our heart. We want to inherit the kingdom of God. So we shouldn't be practicing the lusts of the flesh. Come on. If you're having trouble with something here in this list, listen, it's really easy to conquer. 
If you're having troubles with something here in your flesh, you take it to Jesus and you repent of it. There is no need to be envious. Come on. Sometimes we envy comes out in weird ways. I don't know how to do this one. Do envy. Weird way. Father, son goes off fishing all day. Or mother and daughter go off to do something all day. And the opposite, then the spouse that are left at home are, in, are all upset because they don't get to see them all day. You know, that's envy. Now, now, that's just an example of that. Come on. See, mom and, mom and daughter should be able to go off and have a fun day together. Shouldn't they? I think so. Yesterday, I left my wife and son all alone. I would have had a rotten day if all I thought about was wanting to be with them. But they had a great day. I found out that they had fun without me. My word. My son says to me, we just ate junk food all day. <laughs> Carrots and dip. He goes, that's what I wanted. Yeah, right. As I find that his blizzard that he didn't finish is in the freezer. <laughs> Heard that they went over to Dairy Queen. He says, no, I'm not that hungry. I just want a blizzard. She was, Mom was going to buy a burger and fries and get the blizzard. No, just a blizzard. Okay, we'll just have blizzards for lunch. All right, this is fun. And he had Smarties and and sun chips, and cookies, and all sorts of junk all afternoon. And they had a fun time. <clears throat> and, and, and my wife got to watch all her Up movies. <laughs> got to watch three of them. Got down her list down to eight movies now that are left. Boy, oh boy, I could have been jealous. No, I had fun. I wasn't going to be jealous. As much as I love being with them, I wasn't going to be jealous. We, I had a fun day. They had a fun day. They turned it into a good day. And I just had a good day. And then when we got back together, we had a good evening. See, but I could have been envious. I wonder what they're doing now. No. Why should I? Then I would have had a rotten day. Why spoil, my, why spoil the day that the Lord has made? How can I make this a good day with the Lord? Just one example, an envy. What, what else is on that list that we can pick on? Because it's just normal stuff. Hmm. Dissensions. Two sisters fighting with each other. For what reason? They don't even live together. Now, it's different if they lived under the same house and they were teenagers. She took my earrings. You took my blouse. And don't talk to me about the underpants. Never mind. <laughs> Come on. That's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Those kind of dissensions. I love watching Last Man Standing. You don't have to like the show, but I enjoy it. First season. Tim comes home. He's now not going to be on the road anymore. Or Mike, I should say. And he comes in, and his middle daughter and his older daughter, they're talking at the table. He walks in and hears all this noise going on. He says, knock it off! You two need to get along. Um, Dad, we were getting along. Well, knock it off! 
Because usually they're arguing all the time. Dissension. And he didn't want to listen to it when he got home from work. And they were actually getting along having fun. Those are just, but ambitions here. When our ambitions are more important than what God wants us to do, that's the flesh. Come on. Well, that's enough of the flesh. Let's talk about something happy. Okay? What, what, what's next? Oh, the Spirit. We said flesh versus the Spirit. See, we're supposed to bear fruit, aren't we? But the fruit of the Spirit is, and I know there's two of you who have this memorized perfect. Because they challenge each other. Did you get the whole list? It's funny to watch them. It's two sisters. And it's not dissension. They're just having fun. Did you get the... You forgot! What? No, I did Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I did. It's funny, though. It's fun. It's just fun. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. All this I could be saying, yay! Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control... Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Oh, crucified our flesh. Meaning we've taken it to the cross and we leave that fleshy stuff there because Jesus carried it on the cross for us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. If you're not showing love, you're not bearing fruit. Hmm. Joy. There's this fruit of the Spirit. Now you ask yourself, Lord, what fruit am I not bearing and what do you need to do so that I bear it? Because he's the vineyardman. He comes in and prunes up the vineyard and you're part of the vineyard. And he prunes you up he takes out the bad stuff and he leaves all the good stuff. You let the Holy Spirit be the fruit inspector. We went through a bad time in the 80s where people thought they were fruit inspectors. Uh-uh, that's God's job. Because, see, they, they go in there to get rid of something that's bruised and they cut out too much. Only the Holy Spirit can go ahead and do it right. Right? Okay. Love joy, peace. If you have no peace, you better be going to the Lord and saying, why don't I have peace? That's the fruit of the Spirit. Why am I not bearing that fruit? Lord, help me. You died on the cross so I would have peace. Long-suffering. Mm. Again, that means you're having patience with others. Lord, why don't I have long-suffering? And, and, and don't use the word patience with God. Lord, I need, to, I need patience. Oh, you don't want to pray that. Don't pray that. Don't pray that. But you can say, Lord, why am I not being long-suffering like you are with somebody? Or over this situation in my life. See, that you can ask. Why aren't I not being long-suffering? Use long-suffering as a better word because it's exactly how God treats us. He's very long-suffering with us. If not, he'd be throwing lightning bolts, and that's not what our God does. That's Thor. He's a false god. He's a demon. Thor's a demon. God is God. And he don't throw lightning bolts with us. He uses brimstone and fire, but he doesn't, and floods, but he doesn't use lightning bolts like they show in the cartoons. Lord, why am I not being long-suffering with my daughter? Why am I not bearing that fruit I need? You can ask him that question. Where was I? Oh, yeah, kindness. We got some really kind people in our church. Goodness. Oh, goodness, gravy. If we're having trouble with that fruit, we need to go back to the Lord and say, Why? Lord, I need help with that fruit. 
I need to bear some goodness. Right? I don't want to be fleshy. I want to bear some goodness. Faithfulness? We have this building because of the faithfulness of God's people. Faithfulness. Wow, that's a fruit that we need more of. Gentleness. And here's the one that sometimes, because we're Americans, we have the hardest time with. Self-control. Sometimes we just have too quick of a trigger. And we get triggered so easy. Boom! Sometimes we need to use, instead of not using self-control, we need to use a more gentleness. Come on. See, we need to use some of the other fruits to make that fruit work. Self-control. I know some people are just loud by nature. <laughs> by nature, they're just loud. They might sound like they're yelling, but they're not really. They're just loud folks. I am staring over this way because I'm not looking at anybody now. <laughs> but sometimes we need to go ahead and have a little bit more self-control. We don't need to pop off. We need a little bit more self-control. It would help. You know what Solomon said? A soft answer. Hello? A soft answer turns away wrath. Because when you're speaking at high volumes, sometimes you're not being heard. People aren't listening because the other person's speaking at a high volume back. But a soft answer causes them to slow down and actually listen to you. We should be bearing the fruit of self-control. Against such, there is no law. You're bearing fruit. You don't have to worry about the law of nothing because you're living according to how God wants you to live. Isn't that cool? Now, now I, I know I might be stepping on some toes today because of the subject here, but I wrote this early on in the week. And then life started happening all week long. I did not write this in response to anything. This was the Holy Spirit telling me to write this sermon for this week before anything transpired this week because I'm trying to traverse this walk in, the, in this world by faith. I'm going to trust the Lord to have me speak what he would have me to speak. Now I'm going to give you a really good test about the sign of being a Christian. It comes right out of this chapter. Galatians 5.24. 5.24. Got to talk like a Minnesotan, not a Southerner. <laughs> we sing that song today, and it was so easy to sing Southern. Galatians 5.24. They would have understood me down in Kansas when I said 24. <laughs> You're going, what verse did you say? Well, it's good things up on the screen, isn't it? Galatians 5.24. And those who are Christ, those who belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And listen, Paul said it over in chapter 2, that is your reasonable service. After all that Jesus did for you, it is your reasonable service to crucify the flesh. That means you're not being nailed to the cross. That doesn't mean you're dying on the cross. That means you take it to the cross and you leave it there. 
You know how many churches don't preach that anymore? You know, you know when this country was the most Christian is when preachers preach this? But then they, oh, I might offend somebody. I might step on somebody's toes. Listen, God's conviction comes from the preaching of God's word. God building you up in faith comes from the preaching of God's word. If the minister doesn't preach what God wants him to preach because he's afraid he's going to offend somebody when the Bible says the cross is an offense and a stumbling block, when they go ahead and they don't preach that, they're not doing you any service. If, if you're always just going, oh, that was a good time, and you can't remember a thing afterwards, that was just a book report. But when the message goes ahead, steps on your toes, and you change for the better, and it challenges you to live for Christ and walk with Him, that's the kind of church you want to be in. And we're living in a time when not all churches are preaching the Word anymore. And it's sad. I'm getting ready to land this plane. Don't worry. We are to live in the Spirit. Galatians 5, 25 and 26. Hey, this is where we end. If we live in the Spirit, <clears throat> let us also walk in the Spirit. I like what verse 26 says. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. That, that's why I kind of talked about those fruits and those particular things, because as Christians, here are, the, here are the things that we should have. We shouldn't be conceited. I got a friend today. I got a friend from Bible college. Oh, my word. When I found out he became a minister, I, 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 I almost fell out of my chair. What? He was the most, con one of my best friends. But he was so conceited. There wasn't a mirror or something that would reflect his image. He couldn't stop and have to check out how good he looked. And then I found out that he became a minister. God really had to get in touch with him and get in control of his life, and he's doing a bang-up job down south. I get a big kick out of it. We shouldn't be provoking one another. We shouldn't be envying one another. We've been talking about walking with the Lord. We do that by walking in the Spirit because we are to live in the Spirit. Can I get an amen? Because we have a relationship with God the Father, let's not become conceited. Uh-oh. I gotta be careful how I say this. Because you and I have a relationship with God the Father, let us not become conceited in it. Oh, I got the we took the gifts test and Bible study. I got this gift and I got that gift. Oh, aren't I a blessing? Oh, my word. Have we not known people like that? I've got this many saved over how many you got saved. I got one more saved this week than you did. Oh, aren't I, aren't I a blessing? That's conceit. Come on. You know, you might have had the harder nuts to crack. And she had all the easy ones. Right? I, I, I love Karen. She goes, she's got some hard nuts and she's got some that aren't nuts. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> oh, they're all nutty. Anyway, <laughs> she goes ahead and she just, they're all equal to her. You come to church and you'll get a DVD. Come on, you got to come to church. They'll just love you. They just love everybody. You just come to my church and you'll get a DVD for just coming and, and, and you're going to fall in love with the place and you're never going to go anywhere else. That's Karen. 
And some of the people, it's been, all she has to do is love them, and they melt, and they come with her, they get their DVD, and some of them stick, and some of them don't. And, but others are like her other friend who's like, I'm not going to church there because I have to go over there, and I'm not going to church there because I'm so... And I said, just keep on loving him. Just keep on encouraging him. And, and, and eventually, you'll get through to him. Because that's what we do. We can't go ahead. Numbers is not what God looks at. He looks at the results of our faithfulness. And what are we doing? Our church might not be the largest church in town, but are we preaching the word? Are we growing in Christ? Have our lives changed? We can have, I could have a 5,000 seat church with 10,000 wine and come. And nobody changes. Well, what good has that done for the kingdom? There are churches in America like that. There's a church with 30,000 people who show up every Sunday. And they get a joke. And they get gospel light. And nobody changes. And let us not envy one another because we are jealous of someone else's giftings. Not everybody's called to stand in the pulpit. Not everybody is called to sing. And by the way, if you want to sing with the, with the worship team, just let Corey know. Come on. We, look, we, got, we can use everybody's beautiful voices that we can get. <laughs> Even yours have. Right there where you sit, singing as loud as you do. Because the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's all he asks for is a joyful noise. It doesn't have to be perfect. Allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in your life. Let him use you because God has a purpose for your life. And just do your best. And when you're doing your best, you'll start growing good fruit because you're doing your best for Jesus. That doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're growing fruit. And just because you're struggling with one of those lusts of the flesh or not being able to grow a certain fruit, don't you start beating yourself up. You just go to Jesus with it. And, and if it's a lust of the flesh, you can just thank him. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for that thing. And, and, and you said it's finished, so Lord, I'm giving it to you. And you said it's finished, I'm not going to carry it no more. I'm just going to let you, you've already carried it for me. And if, it, and if it's something that you need to bear fruit, oh, Heavenly Father, let the Holy Spirit get me to bear fruit in that area of my life so that I can walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. See, this is, this is what the message has been about. Allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. Now, next Sunday is Pentecost. The birthday of the church. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit. It's the day of Pentecost. And that is what May 28th, this year it falls on May 28th, because when Easter fell, just happens to be, oh, I'm not going to put a plug out for me. <laughs> I want to plug the Holy Spirit next week. Holy Spirit. We can walk in the Spirit. And when we're walking in the Spirit, we're walking with God. Because He's the third person of the Trinity, is He not? And isn't that good? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everybody here, and I love them all. And I love everybody who's watching today in our virtual campus. Lord, the Holy Spirit might have stepped on their toes today because he wants to make us better. Lord, that was not my purpose to step on people's toes today. 
But Lord, I want to see them growing fruit in their lives. I want each and everybody here and on our virtual campus to be growing fruit in the, the fruit of the Spirit in their lives so they can have a closer walk with you. And Lord, we love you so much. We want that closer walk with you. So I think it's some, I thank you, Father, the times when you go ahead and, and, and you step on our toes and you go, and we go, ouch, ugh. And then we say, Lord, help me. Because that should be our response. And then, Lord, when we're being encouraged and we're finding out that we're doing the right thing, we can go praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Not get, get, not get conceited about it. And Lord, I'm so glad we don't have to be envious of each other because we need each other. I think of that one person that I wanted to get to church today because they need to be in this community. I thank you, Lord. We don't want to be, we don't want to get conceited or envious of each other. We want you to shine through us, Lord. And use each one of us in the gifting and the talents you have given to us. Because, Lord, together we can change the world. We just praise you for this in Jesus' name. Thank you for the mission field you have planted us in. And we thank you, Lord, that together we are going to reach Wapiton and Breckenridge for you, Jesus. And the surrounding tri-state area. We thank you, Lord. And Lord, there's greater days ahead for us. And we praise you for it. I thank you, Lord, you're going to be building strong marriages, strong families, strong individuals, Lord, in our church. And Lord, wow, what you're going to do in the midst of us. We praise you for this. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We're so glad that you could join us today. I hope you have a terrific day this Sunday. We will see you next time. I can't wait for it. I'll see you on coffee break, Monday through Friday. And, uh, but for now, we'll let you go. God bless you. We're glad you could join us here at New Life. 1021 South Center Street is where we are located. See you next time.